Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everybody, and hopefully welcome back to Sunday Q&A Part 2. I'm just going to change my hat around. thought, seasonal Christmas haircut. Finally got rid of the um, the cuffy look. Um, you know, <laughs> sort of the, the hobo look. As I managed to get to the hairdressers before everything went crazy and knocked down again. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's not best if my ears look big in this. Of course they do. They're huge. Uh, right, <coughs> I'm going to do the miscellaneous. Uh, is Steve, oh, I don't know if that's an L or a J, so it's either Janelle or Lanel. Probably Janelle. Oh, yeah, he, um, he yeah, got a truck tire, so I was right. Uh, the legal limit on a truck tire is one millimetre. Um, and it's, he, he went on to, um, oh, he said also the thing about the idea of um, speed limits being, we've got the speed limits, why are we on 56? And it is to do with Europe, Europe's on 90. Um, but I'm now we're out of Europe. And it does beg the question, now we're out of Europe, can we turn around and go, look, can we have 60 now, please? Because we can run at 60 in this country. And um, would, them four miles an hour could come in very handy when you're just trying to get back to base, I'll be honest. I always used to run the van at 64 on the speed limit, which was 62. Um, because the speed limit is always two miles an hour faster than they're supposed to say. But yeah, anyway, truck tires um, are one millimeter, can run down to one millimeter. And also, he said, if you said if you have the calibration set, he said that is a calibration set legally for those tires. So when you change those tires, if there's a difference, that's down to you, I believe. As it is, I just got it set with, with the tires that was on there at the moment, and no one in their right mind surely is going to run down to one millimeter. I think I, I think I'd run mine down to two and a half, three millimeters, and then just get them changed. You're going to save yourself, with, you know. It's going to cost you a little bit more money, but for peace of mind, you know, I'll tell you no. And tires ain't that dear. Truck tires. Uh, I'll buy if a van tires. They're probably double money. If a van tire's going to be sixty quid, then a truck tire's going to be one twenty. If a van tire's going to be eighty quid, the equivalent's going to be one sixty. 
But it's not that, dear. Not when you bear in mind how long they last, and you can get them recut. Well, I'm not sure about that. Um, Cameron Khan said he started with two vans. He's been busy. He's made a few timing mistakes, but he's getting there. We all do that, mate. We all start, you know, I made so many mistakes in the beginning, it was ridiculous. That's why I started doing this thing. So hopefully you guys won't have to, but best of luck with it. I'm sure you'll get there in the end. Um, Martin Northwood, he says, when you're on rest, you can't sit on the driver's seat. If you sit in the driver's seat, you'll be fined. If they catch you, you'll be fined. That's a very good point. The problem I've got is the fact that the passenger door, um, the, the lock doesn't work. So rather than changing all the keys, which is a noise, um, what I have to do, or what I thought I had to do, was what you do is you wind down the passenger window, because you can do that from the driver's side, get out the driver's side, go around, put your hand through the driver's window, click it open, get in the passenger side, and then you can wind the window up to the passenger side and then do the same in reverse. Although what I've also learned to do is you can also do this. Okay. It's not that far. <laughs> You've lead along. So, yeah, that's a fair point. Thanks very much, mate. No one wants to find. Um, Richard P, he says, um, this is on van, on van security. Now, this is good. There's been some good, good comments this week, I've got to say. He says, it's effort versus payoff. He says, the more effort you put in, the um, the payoff, for the, the harder it is for the thieves. He says, put an alarm sounder in the cab. So, presumably, as soon as they jump in the cab, it starts screaming at them. He says, so don't stay in there too long. He says, um... Get yourself a UV pen. Mark everything. He says, on the off chance that they do actually recover some stuff, at least they'll know it's yours and you might get it back. Presumably you mark it with your postcode or your mobile phone number or something like that. Um, and he says, pay attention to local trends. The problem I've got where I am is we are constantly being hit for diesel. They put a lock in, but I used to think it was me who put the petrol cap on. Um, but I, they put a locking petrol cap on the, to, when it did the last inspection because you kind of need one. Um, yeah, within two weeks, that's gone. In fairness, it still looks like a locking petrol cab. It just doesn't lock anymore. And it was hanging off. Uh, what I tend to do is try not to bring it back to the yard with too much diesel in, particularly at weekends. It's more likely to get hit at weekends than other times. The other two don't seem to hit it because the 18 tons have got like metal tanks with metal locking caps on. And I will say to them both, however, particularly over Christmas periods, it's notorious for getting done over Christmas periods. So over Christmas, get everything that's, essential, everything that's of any value out of that lorry and bring it back with as little diesel as possible, please. Um, Arpad, he says, what if you drive with a Volvo XC90 towing a light curtain trailer? You'll only need B and E. Yeah. The thing is, most people, when they book a van, expect a van to turn up. If you turn up from a shipper's point of view, if the customer books a van, you want to send a van. You don't want to send um, a bizarre van trailer combo, an ice cream van, um, um, a combi van, you know, like a like, like a camper van. I've known all these things turn up. Not not for us, but I've known other people turn up. Kind of really want a van. That, you know, it's all well and good thinking outside the box, but to be honest with you, I'd say keep it simple. Get a van, get it done. Early. Uh, is that Lee Allen on big vans? Yeah, on the van skin. He says, every um, van over three and a half tonnes needs to be a taco. He said, if you need to go, you know, if you need to get one of them vans, like you, you need like you need the weight, but you also need to deliver in tight areas. He said, I vaco dailies all day long. He says, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, I know friends of mine used to drive the Iveco dailies. Now they, they say, with, what does Iveco stand for? I vibrate, everything comes off. That's more with the lorries. 
<laughs> with the vans, I know friends of mine used to have the Ibecos, and they also used to have like a three and a half time ones. Um, and my friend Donna used to have one. Admittedly, the, the dashboard looked like a Christmas tree. It had so many lights on, but still kept going. So there we go. He also says you can, he says, I understand it. You can do six days on the truck without um, having to pay back the time. It's, you can. It's even more complicated than that, though. I think you can do two weekends on, and then you have to have the next two weekends off. But it get, when I was doing the, the CPC, the guy said, he said, just keep it simple. I will, I'm still getting to the bottom of it, and I will do one, and I'll probably be wrong. I might have to do a couple more driver's hours to try and get to drill it down, but I am getting to the bottom of it. Thanks for your help. Thanks, guys. You know. Um, oh, and also, mate, um, get well soon. <laughs> Bless him. He says um, he lost his footing on a truck, was it last Friday, broke his collarbones, two of his ribs, and had head injury. And um, he said, I'm missing it already. I'm going to stir crazy. He said, I love the job. And I'm off work for I don't know how long. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, mate. And I know exactly what you're doing. He said, he said be careful. It only takes a second. I was doing a job, uh, oh, probably last week, they all pan into one, don't they, really? And I went to jump off the back. And I always jump off the back. I kind of bend my knees and I jump and I try and, try and you know, look around me before I do it. And, I kind of and as I went to jump off the back, I felt my foot catch. And I easily could have gone, bang, and then you think, that's a reasonable way up. It's only seven and a half, but it's a reasonable way up. And then you're thinking, then your hands are out, you could break your wrist, you can smash your face. And I thought, what I'm going to have to make sure is when I jump off the back, I jump up a little bit before I go forward. But it is be really, really careful, guys. I mean, ideally, you have a little ladder down the bottom to, to climb out because I've got the tail. Because it's only seven and a half tonne, I haven't got that. I'm not even fit enough to jump in the back anymore. You know, I'm 50. You have to get in the back of my lorry. What I have to do is I have to sit on the back swing my legs up and then try and jump up in a I don't, I don't look too old kind of fashion which if it's been raining it's brilliant because you get wet bum but <laughs> you've got to get in or you could put the tail lift down to get in but that's a bit of a palaver isn't it anybody got any advice on anyone getting the back of my van <laughs> uh, Charles Woolish he says um, oh yeah read the tax code guy was trying to get his tax code he said it takes ages but it's worth holding on he says call them on 0300 200, 3,000. He says, you might be on hold for a long time. He says, but when you do get hold of them, they're very, very good on the phone. So I hope that sorts you out there. So, uh, get a Eugen. He says, um, him and a friend are both members, because long finger made this point, uh, are both members, are thinking of going small fleet. How does it work with the VAT and the invoicing? Um, it all goes into one, which is brilliant for us. Because all of our, that's, that's how we wanted it to work. But the problem you're going to have is if you and a mate are running on, a, on the small fleet, all the invoicing goes into one, all of that goes into one. So you're then going to have to go, okay, well, who did this job? Well, who did this job? Well, but that ha having said that, you don't have to do the invoicing through the CX app. It's very, very good, but you don't have to do it. You could do it through, um, I don't know, QuickBooks. Do it your own way. You, you could just use the CX for getting jobs. Do your own VAT and your invoicing separately. You could cross-reference it. I don't know. But, yeah, that, it's, it's, it's much... It's a lovely little system for, like, self-contained, one-man one man event. When I used when I started, it was fantastic. And it works brilliantly for firms. If you're going to try and share it, it gets a bit complicated. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm sure, Longfinger, if you're out there, mate, you've probably got an answer to this, you know, because you've probably done it, like, you know. But um, it gets a little bit more complicated. But then again, if you're going to save yourself a few quid, maybe it's worth it, you know? So, uh, he also said, how much would you charge delivery 20 miles in a seven and a half tonne? I try to put a minimum price on. A uh, minimum price on a seven and a half tonne is 150 quid if it's local. 
So say, for example, it's Dunstable going 20 miles, 180 quid if it's the distance to pick up is further. So say, for example, Oxford going to Northampton. I've got to drive an hour to get it. Because the thing about seven and a half tonnes, the money is there, but you've got to factor in time. If it, it might take me an hour to get there, then it might take me an hour to get loaded, maybe longer. Then I've got to get there. Then it might take me an hour to get it off. It's not like a van. So, you know, you only get two jobs in a day. Jobs can take four or five hours. Um, sometimes you're lucky. But having said that, uh, the other day I was coming home and I wanted to hit my day's target and the jobs were selling. I, I've quite, I've, I, I, that, the panic job, the shortest job ever, I did that for 100 quid. But I drove it like a quarter of a mile. So, it, again, it's like anything. You, you quote, and you, you ring the shipper, talk to them. I rang them, I spoke to them. I said, I, I put a quote in, I said, how am I getting on? He said, mate, I'll be honest with you, I've only got 100 quid on the job. And I went, do you know what? As long as it's not, and I, I spoke to him, I said, as long as it's not going to be a distribution centre, the distribution centre, and I'm hanging around forever, you can have it for 100 quid. So, talk to them. You know, they're human beings. Shippers, just like us. Um, Ian Merrick, <laughs> this week's project. Um, is yeah, I didn't quite understand this, mate. Size metal hex profile dust cap replacing with the bog standard plastic ones because there's something about metal can go into the air in the wheels. Do you just mean them screw things that go on the end of the on, on the end of um valves? You don't even need those, you can have them, they don't really do a lot. Um, yeah, I'm gonna need a bit more information on that, mate. But good luck with the project, nevertheless. Jason Burke he said, uh, What is the most accurate analog speeds or digital speeds or Google Maps? Speedos. The most accurate is Google Map uh, because uh, your analog speedo, any speedo that's installed in a car or a van, um, is is set to record two miles slower than you're actually going. Is that right? Two miles slower or two miles faster? Two miles faster than you're actually going. So if it tells you you're going 60, you're actually going 58. The reason for this is if it was bang on, or it was slightly out, you could go and sue the firm. You could go, I was going, your your car told me I was doing 70 on the motorway. I got I, I was blocked at 70. I got a speeding ticket going 72. You can pay the speeding ticket. So they deliberately make the speedos slightly faster to make you go slightly slower. The speed that you'll see on Google Maps or Waze or whatever on your phone is the speed that is set by um, a satellite. So that is much more accurate. Having said all of that, the speedo in my truck marries up exactly with the speedo on the on the um, phone. So I'm guessing the speedo on my truck, whether it's to do with tacos or anything, is more accurate. Again, I've probably got that wrong. Uh, but as, as far as I understand it, the most accurate one is the one on the telephone. So there you go. Um, Matthew Smith, oh, Monday morning checks. He said, if 15 minutes is tosh, he said, um, it clearly states that your 15 minute check in the morning should be as long as is required. He said, a small seven and a half ton flatbed does not take as long um, as an Arctic, say five to 10 minutes for like for a solo Arctic. Um, this is a good point. I don't always, do, I don't do 15 minutes, I do 10, sometimes more, sometimes less, because I think it's probably, if you just do exactly the same amount of time every morning, that would that would highlight to me, if I was like the DV, um, DV, DVSA, that all you do is get in a cab, press a button and sit there for 10 minutes. So I'd kind of try to do as long as it takes. In my defence also, it must be much more difficult if you're jumping in and out of other people's trucks. I drive the same lorry all day. So if there's a defect with it, I'm going to clock it. 
I'm going to clock it on Thursday afternoon. The next morning, when I get back to the yard, it's fine. The morning, it's going to be fine. Fingers crossed, unless someone's trying to tamper with it. I mean, you've got to have a look around. But, um, yeah, so I take your point on board. Um, yeah. Also, he says, and this is another one, which is, thanks very much for this. He says, the only way to unlock more than three 15-hour shifts a week is to split your daily rest with a three-hour break. So if you have long waits, you can split. Daniel Daniel Grumber, um, superhero transport manager, said this. He said, when we were doing the trailers, we did this all the time. And I didn't understand at first because I kind of thought, well, you know, 13 hours in a day is plenty. And then you kind of realise, well, not necessarily, not if you want to um, start early. If you start really early, you're running out of time to get back to base. But what you can do, I believe, is if you're only allowed to work 15 hours um, a week, three times a week, but what you can do, if you have a three-hour rest somewhere in that period, that can extend the amount of 15-hour days you can work in a week. So maybe you call it five 15-hour days in a week, but you maybe do like nine till 12, and then you have to have a break for three hours, and then you can carry on from nine till 12. Sounds horrific, doesn't it? Yeah. <coughs> also... It's very informative. This is um, Matthew Smith again. He said, on the, the cheap Chinese resin, the new V lights for cleaning, for sorting your windscreen out. He said, I used to run an optic clear franchise. He said, there's more to it than that. He said, you need prep and you need to inject under pressure. So again, I think what I might do, we've got three lorries, what happens when we've got a few stone chips? Get the guys up to do all three. Like when you get the tail lift guy up, get him up to do all three. It just makes it easier. Um, RPAD. Oh, yeah, I, I, I banged out the question. I said, I don't know what the SDCN is. It's the same day courier network. Is anyone running on the same day courier network? I'll be curious to know what it's like. Uh, thanks anyway, mate. Um, Sam Oswald. Yeah, he was the one that filled me in on the fact that 90 kph is Euro regulations and 90 kph actually works out at 55.92 miles per hour, which is why us trucks all run at 56. Do a lot to get through. Oh, no, it's not so bad. Um, what is that there? Oh, that's right. Um, Andre Kalanis, he says, on the CX, if you're in a Luton van and you want to jump in a seven and a half ton, um, how, how can I see jobs and how much they charge? Now, when I was in a seven and a half ton, I could actually see, sorry, when I was in a Luton van, I could still see seven and a half ton jobs on there, which I'm curious, I don't know why. But <clears throat> you, would, you should be able to see up to... If you're in a Luton van, I don't know if you're in a smaller van, but in a Luton van, you may see some and a half ton jobs. I don't know about that one, so please let me know if you can. Um, and yeah, you'll be able to see how much and how much would you charge in a seven and a half ton? Like I say, I try and put a minimum on of 150, although I've, I will drop as low to a one or if it's a really easy job. I try to get around £2.50 a mile. You want to get your first, you, the, the money job in first, you only get two jobs a day. Get the money job in first, get, get the return, get the little job in second. Job done. That's it. So, but and also bear in mind. I mean, I do recommend it, but it is very, very involved. There's a lot to it. So, if you're going to go for it, be prepared. I was, I think, I was um, seventh to one for a little while. Hey, you cubs, it was rubbish. Uh, right, Leannon. The company I used to work for. All right, this again. I need some more information on this. It's the company I used to work for. Use the haulage exchange app. He says it's great to time with the Amazon app. I don't know how that works because I'm on the Haulage Exchange app and I don't know how it ties on with the Amazon. I'd like to be able to see Amazon jobs. There are Amazon jobs out there. 
And we, 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 we've signed up for it. And where are you doing? We'll be doing Amazon jobs in our own lorries, which you're technically supposed to do. You're not supposed to subcontract out Amazon jobs, although people do. Um, but I spoke to Al about it. He said, there are jobs on there for good money. He said, but they sell in seconds. He says, unless I'm looking at the screen all day long, um, I'm going to miss them. But sometimes if I'm waiting for my next job, I could be looking. So a bit more information on that, guys, would be handy. Uh, Tiffio So Cornwall says, do shippers always pay waiting time or just the job? Um, waiting time, it depends on the shipper. It can be really painful trying to get it out of them. I had one the other day. I was in a distribution centre. I was picking up... Um, it was just like Kirk Nagel, Keegan Nagel, Keegan Nagel, 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 something like that. I was in a distribution centre for two and a half hours. Um, I've run the, this is the nicest guy ever. I've run the firm. I've said, I've, I've told him the situation. He said, well, I'll put you through to haulage. The bloke turned around to me and I said, I've been there for two and a half hours. He said, I don't doubt you have, my friend. <laughs> and I went, here's the situation. I said, you get the first hour free. He said, but the second hour and a half, he says, an hour and a half, it's 40 quid an hour, call it 60 quid. He said, I'll put it on the job now. I've done it instantly. And I, tried, so I said, thank you. I said, thank you for not making me fight you, for turning around and trying to negotiate it. And it's like, it's not like I want to be sitting there. Because I was lucky, I did manage to get a second job in. But all the time I'm looking at it thinking, I'm going to get one job today now. That's it. It happens sometimes. But yeah, getting getting waiting time out of shippers can be difficult. It depends on the shippers. Some people are painful. Some people are lovely. Just be honest with them. Try, you may have to negotiate a bit. That's fine. They've got what the money they've got on the job. They may need to negotiate. You see, you know, every job's different. That's the thing. Uh, Lee Espinall. Uh, no relation to Alan Espinall, who's my um, business partner. Uh, no, just Lee. Uh, he says, I've been running for a while. Um, his annoyance, he said, there's a local job that comes out of my um, uh, my, my depot, and uh, this is near me, and he says, it's two pallets. But they, they're constantly saying, looking for quotes for one pallet. Well, don't quote them for one pallet, quote them for two. There was another one, another guy asked a question, um, I didn't write it down, and he said, you know, sir, there are certain shippers out there, and we probably all know them, and they, you know, it's that job pays 25 quid. No, it doesn't. Um, you know, you know they're looking for cheap quotes. Don't give them the cheap quotes. Charge them the right money. If if other people want to charge them silly money, let them. As my mate Dave, the taxi driver, said, "There's plenty of work for those who work for nothing. If they want to do it, let them do it. Don't undersell yourself." And for every time one of these people quotes cheap, that's one less van available for the job. For the, hopefully, the job where they're prepared to pay the right money. So, but yeah, don't run yourself in the ground for nothing. You know, you ain't here to make everyone else money. You're here to make yourself some money. So, uh, Jason Burke. Oh, yeah, he said about a new high-vis. I love my new high-vis. He said, where is it from? Do a link. I don't know how to do a link. I mean, Jason, I'm, I can barely work out. I've worked it out. I put end screens back on because they disappeared for a while. Um, GS Workwear. Just Google it. It, was, it wasn't cheap. It was around about 40 or quid, 50 quid. But it's lovely and it's fleecy and it's got pockets and zip pockets and it's got and it's super shiny and i don't have to do this because it's solid i wish they did one like a summer version which is more solid than rather than floppy ones we have to put on because they're doing this windmilling thing putting on high-vis drives me mad i have already got oil on the front of it how do you get oil out of high-vis guys i don't know I don't, you know so um but that's kind of you know it's powerful of course but yeah it's really really nice and it's reversible so for theoretically, if you're out and you're stuck, you can always turn it inside out. It's black. It's like the Ninja Stealth version on the inside. You work down above. Um, not that you would. Tiffy Osa Cornwall. 
What's the most money you've made in a day? Don't know. I think round it's probably round about the five hundred quid mark. There was one job, the Street Fighter job, and I've never done a video on it. So, mate, I'm going to do you a little video on the Street Fighter job. But theoretically, in the Luton van, I always used to target two fifty a day. My target for the day was two fifty. Um, I could get up as far as three fifty more, maybe not often. Uh, in the truck, my target is four hundred for the day. Sometimes you can hit five. Sometimes you go home on two. You know, you roll the dice, don't you? So, anyway, that's kind of it. And the last one goes this week to Lee Bain. This is lovely, this. He, um, he done me a little comment. He said about the Luton van, the history of the Luton van. He said Luton vans were originally made in Bedfordshire, in Bedford trucks. Um, and I know all about this because I'm from Luton. So, you know, when people say about Luton, it's my hometown. In fact, my granddad, everybody in Luton when I was a kid, when I was growing up, when I was, like, you know, a young lad, everybody in Luton worked at Vauxhall. There was the airport starting to ping up, but everybody worked in Vauxhall. And, of course, we had Bedford trucks. One of my first market trucks, me and my dad used to drive around with, a, I think it was a Bedford CF, and it had, like, Bedknobs and Broomstick stickers on the headboard um, before we got into the... Well, you get into you know, the VWs after that, strange enough. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, the Luton vans. And he said they were designed because of the Luton's... Luton, what we used to do is Luton's used to make straw hats. He said, and the idea of a Luton van is it's designed for carrying the big quantity, low weight. Because, obviously, straw hats don't weigh a lot. So you can get a lot of straw hats <clears throat> into these vans. He says... Um, and to this day, it's still the same. He said, there is, you know, once you put a ton, he said, you're looking at maybe a tonne, 1,100 in the Luton van, it's about right. Stick a tail lift on, it's 800 kilos. That's 800 kilos is not an awful lot when you bear in mind the size of the van. Apparently, it coke's like a, a tonne. Um, he, says, he said, to this day, he said, if you, what is the point of logging, logging a heavy van up a hill full of building materials that might have to be delivered to a, like, a, a tight location? You know, this is the point of long wheelbase vans and... Uh, extra long wheelbase vans that can get into tight spaces and can carry more weight. Luton vans really are for um, four pallets of toilet rolls. So, but yeah, it was nice. I like, I like that. that anyway, I didn't know what I was going to do. I don't know if I was going to have a rest or, um, or just, you know, sort of call it a day now till the new year. But the truth of the matter is I've got videos in my book that I need to do and um, we'll see how it goes. So there might be another Sunday Q&A next Sunday, which I think is technically the day after Boxing Day. So it might go out a bit later, or it might go out on Monday, um, or it might not go out at all. But um, if it doesn't, or even if it does, guys, I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'll probably do this again. Um, and in the meantime, um, we've got three days left. Maybe if you've got four days left. And in those four days, we will take care and take money. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.